Welcome back to another episode of the Hawk Talk Podcast. This week, uh, I'm just getting to chit-chat about fitness and... I'll just call it fitness. I think that's good. Uh, my, my guest this week, somebody I've known for a long time, and right before the show, I had to say, how the hell do you explain what the hell it is that you do? <laughs> Michelle, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? Good. All right. So I'm going to try not to bungle this. Uh, digital designer, developer in the WordPress space, uh, woman of many, many, many talents. Sounds right. That covers it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about this. You and I have known each other for quite a long time, actually. And I'm, did we meet at the very first uh, WordCamp Minneapolis? Uh, not the first one, but the first rebooted one. The one that happened in 2013, probably. Was that at uh, Best Buy World Headquarters? No, that was the one before that. So I wasn't there. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. I was at that one. And then, yeah. okay, so probably the okay. one after that. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. That's, that's, a, that's a bit of time. It is. And, you know, it's funny, this, uh, this whole WordPress community thing, like, uh, I, I look at, like, Facebook and you get the notifications and it's like, oh, you've known this person 10 years. I'm like, how is that even possible? We met, like, a <laughs> week ago. One of the coolest things that you and I got to do together was a nice little trip to South by Southwest, funded by our good friends over at GoDaddy. Thank you very much. Uh, that was a hell of a lot of fun. That was fantastic. What a weird experience in a good way. Like it really best, was. The best kind of weird. So what are you doing here at South by Southwest? Oh, well, we're uh, throwing parties. <laughs> Professionally. Professionally, right. Exactly. We are getting paid <laughs> to throw parties. And uh, so what, what's the end goal? Oh, there isn't one. Okay, great. Got it. All right. Mm-hmm. So we didn't come here to talk about GoDaddy. Um, I have a lot of questions for you. So I'm going to just start rattling them off. Do you, you have kind of started cutting out a niche for yourself. Um, and I don't know if it was a planned thing or if it just kind of sort of happened, but you have been on a fitness journey for the last several years. And I mean, in our little WordPress space, you're a bit of a rock star fitness guru. There you go. <laughs> I can say it. You'll never say it about yourself. No. <laughs> How did that kind of come to be? Like, how did it start? That this whole concept is still hilarious to me because if you if you would have known me when I was maybe like in high school or college, like it, I was the opposite of this. Like, I would not like you would never catch me eating a salad ever. Like, I thought it was disgusting. <laughs> I subsisted off of like Diet Coke and pizza and Doritos. I like the idea of exercising voluntarily was horrifying. Um, So this is not like something that's inherent to my personality, but uh, what is inherent to my personality is when I decide to do something, I'm going to do it the best possible version that I can. (laughs) And so when I decided several years ago, like, Hey, I should probably be looking into like this diet and nutrition thing. I wasn't just going to casually look at, I was like, no, I'm going to figure out how to optimize my life around this thing like I do with everything else. And so uh, in that case, it is unsurprising that I am where I am now. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, a switch flipped one day and you're like, this is what I do now. Well, 
It was actually kind of inspired by getting more involved in the tech and design communities. Uh, you know, I was uh, maybe like a, a year or two out of college, uh, you know, starting to get to that point where, um, you know, me and my friends are starting to like actually get older. I was also friends with a lot of people that are in a wide variety of age ranges, not just my own little cohort. And I started kind of seeing what was in my future if I didn't change anything. Yeah. And, you know, I, you know, the people that were kind of getting older, getting more out of shape, feeling less healthy, like not treating themselves well. And uh, I decided like, hey, I'm young enough now. I'm in my kind of mid 20s. This is a good time to start habits because otherwise I can keep going and ev eventually end up having to fix a bunch of habits, which is way harder. Um, yeah. So I figured I'd try to give myself the advantage and start while I was younger. And I guess uh, I kept doing it and kept getting more serious and dedicated to it. Now here I am uh, kind of approaching my mid-30s, which is weird. And, uh, <laughs> you know, now it's a thing that I'm known for. So, Yeah. So when you decided to make this switch, what was kind of the first step for you? Was it diet or was it exercise or were you just all in day one? Well, I had started kind of doing more exercise in college, like I had bought some beach body programs. Uh, so I, I did some I did some exercise. Uh, my diet was still terrible. Uh, but I think maybe a couple years out of college, uh, one of my friends and I had this really long conversation. He has um, like Crohn's. And so he's dealing with all that stuff. And we started talking, he introduced me to this concept of the paleo diet, which was my first time thinking about diets outside of the mainstream like health world. And uh, going down that whole thing and like learning about like how different foods impact people, uh, that really kind of kicked off my research into the whole diet thing. And that's kind of the base mindset that I've, I've used to, to frame my diet since then. So several, several years at this point, um, I've used that as kind of the framework for how I've adopted different dietary stuff. Uh, getting serious about exercise on a very consistent basis was maybe about uh, three or four years ago mm -hmm. uh, when I was like, I'm going to do this every day and kind of increased the uh, intensity and frequency uh, w within the capability of what I could do. Uh, but now it's, it's extremely regular for the last couple of years. So, but diet came first, actually. That's interesting. Um, diet, everybody I talk to, it's almost always the opposite. Oh, I'm going to just start working out. And you get the idea that, um, well, I can work out and it's, you know, my diet isn't nearly as important because I'm working out and I'm burning off all of those calories, but it's, that's not really true, right? Yeah. I mean, you, it's, it's way harder to try to out exercise, uh, an unhealthy diet than it. And right. plus like you're, you're, you're going to feel like crap still cause you're still treating yourself terribly. Um, so it's, it's, I'm not going to say easier, but metabolically it's easier to eat eat well and move in a way that you enjoy than it is to try to burn off lots of decisions you regret, I guess. <laughs> right. For sure. Yeah. Uh, I believe the, um, the phrase is the abs are not created in the gym. They're created in the kitchen. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, as far as diet goes, you found paleo. Have mm -hmm. you 
have you messed with the diet? Like gone off of paleo and gone to uh, like, does it fit my macros and, and all of that fun? Oh, sure. So I'm definitely like in a, in a, I call it like a kind of human hybrid, right? Because um, I don't, I don't follow any one diet specifically. So mm -hmm. I guess my day to day looks like um, I don't regularly consume grains, dairy or legumes. So it's paleo based. Mm -hmm. um, I don't really buy, you know, I, I'm to the point where when I'm Googling recipes for soup, I totally forget that I have to Google like paleo chicken soup because normal people put noodles in soup. Like I forgot that that was like a thing because I'm just like used to not eating that. But, um, you know, I'm not, I am not trying to like keep a strict anything uh, diet. I did uh, a few years ago start tracking macros, a, a general like, lifting based macro set so i'm i'm tracking everything that i'm eating to see like am i am is it fitting the macros uh i try to follow like an eat the rainbow philosophy in terms of my food so am i getting a lot of different colors every day um hmm. you know uh that usually i mean as long as we're talking like real food and not artificially colored food <laughs> that's a pretty good way of like making sure you're getting a variety of nutrients in your diet so between like looking at my macros, looking at the colors, and then generally following a paleo framework to start with, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty good. I mean, I'm not gonna say that I don't sometimes eat a pile of chocolate last night, but um, <laughs> but usually usually we'll cut that part out. We'll I mean, it still fit my macros. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> See. And I think that that's a, a really smart thing. And, and you, you kind of touched on, you have to be a human and you still have to live your life. So you have to be able to figure out what is going to work for you and then kind of adapt around that. And that doesn't mean just kind of letting yourself go and saying, oh, well, I'm out today. So a triple cheeseburger is totally fine every, you know, every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. Uh, you still have to be able to uh, live. But yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean you can't, uh, you know, pay attention to what's going on there uh, and what's what's going in there. Yeah, I mean, I, I heard a really good philosophy that every every given moment is a choice. And uh, as long as you are making your choices deliberately, uh, you should embrace whatever choice you make. Right. So don't yeah. don't be mindless. You know, don't just absentmindedly anything in your life, really. Um, but whatever you do choose, you know, don't be guilty about it. Don't be upset about it. Like enjoy the thing that you chose. And then whatever your next moment is, make the right choice for that moment. And I'm not going to say that I'm perfect at this. I'm not going to say that I don't feel bad or shame myself about things or right. you know, try it. But, but that's like the, the kind of philosophy I'm trying to live up to yeah. in this is like make, make every moment be purposeful. Um, and and kind of, you know, whatever your goals are, like if you're, if you're kind of aligning yourself towards that, then sweet. Yeah. You know, when I was coaching CrossFit, uh, we were doing a, um, a fitness challenge at the gym. And so the people would come in and I was having a conversation with them where I was explaining, you know, if you figure that you're eating 28 times a week, four meals a day, 28 times a week, uh, if, if 27 of those meals you're doing really well and, you know, making sure that everything is, is 
relatively decent eating the rainbow i love that that's a great term mm-hmm. um and then you have one where you you went out on friday night and you had a bucket of wings or whatever like you don't need to beat yourself up over that and that doesn't have to be the thing that kind of derails the rest of what you're doing because if you think about it 26 or i mean 27 out of 28 meals being good is way better than where you were likely three months or six months ago, where it was probably more of like a 50% or less that were good meals. And I, I feel like if you can remember that, and then, like you said, don't beat yourself up over it. Just enjoy it. You went out, you had wings and beer. I sure hope you had a good time while you do it. Guess what? You're going to wake up tomorrow and get back on the horse and go back to work. Yep. And, and it's not, it's not even like, I don't know. I think part of the problem with kind of navigating life and also fitness culture is so obviously on the life side of things, you know, you have like all these different things you can indulge in, all these reasons to not exercise and do something else, all these like really rich foods and all these like great cocktails and all this stuff that's like on, on the life side, like the hashtag food porn side of life, you know, right. That side. Um, so we know that that's there and that's like a bunch of things that we have to contend with every time we make a decision. But the other side of it is also on the fitness side of it, like the hashtag fitspiration side where it's like this perfectionist thing where it's like always push through the pain and always be the best and never break this thing. And, and it's, it's almost as, as difficult to navigate as it is navigating like the, the other side. Um, and so that's kind of a, a struggle that I've been trying to deal with uh, in my journey uh, because I tend to try to, again, like I said, I, I tend to try to do the best possible version of things that I can do. Uh, mm-hmm. That can get really dangerous in, in when you're talking about diet and, and fitness and exercise uh, because you can end up with some very dangerous uh, thoughts about food. Uh, you can end up with some very shaming behaviors about food and movement. You can end up hurting yourself or overtraining. Um, and that's stuff that I was struggling with as well. And I just wanted to make sure that I put that out there because uh, people see me and they're like, oh my gosh, you're so dedicated and you're so great. I'm like, yeah, but also maybe I'm going overboard sometimes and maybe I need to like also learn how to be kind to myself. Um, yeah. I just wanted to like make sure everybody sees both sides of that. Um, you know, it's, it's great to be super dedicated to something. It's great to push yourself out of your comfort zone maybe do something that you're, you're feeling kind of lazy and don't want to do, but it's also important to really listen to yourself. And if, if your body is like, no, like I absolutely need to eat more today. Like I am dying. This is not enough food or I absolutely cannot do this intense workout today. Like, please let me rest. Um, Mm -hmm. you got to listen to that too. So, yeah. That's super important. And I'm, I'm super glad that you brought that up. That's there too much of a good thing. Isn't necessarily a good thing. Yeah, for sure. Now you have an extra complexity in all of this, which is you travel a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do you maintain? Okay. So boy, I mean, you can kind of either go, you can go down either alley here where, how do you maintain the food side and the discipline on the food side? But I also think about the workouts. I mean, I know when I'm traveling, everything is just sideways, everything. Like you're, mm-hmm. 
you can't have a schedule. You think you do. You you have somewhat of a schedule, but and that gets thrown off so easily every single day. How do you how do you handle that? Sure. Well, I mean, there's no like glamorous answer. It really comes down to I I have decided to prioritize this thing, and so there are other things that get sacrificed. Um, the food thing uh, on the one side, so. Uh, it is hard to it is hard to go to events with people that are uh, where the event is maybe not providing food that is particularly healthy. Although they're getting better nowadays, a lot mm-hmm. of the word camps, especially, are getting way better at providing like lots of options. Um, but it's hard, uh, and I usually travel with a certain snacks that if you know if there isn't breakfast available, if there isn't something available, like I've got my like paleo compliant protein bars and turkey sticks and stuff. And I've got, you know, I won't go hungry. Um, I've gone on my own to eat food in between stuff. If there isn't going to be something available, I look up every menu of every single place that I'm going in advance Mm -hmm. so I can decide what thing I want. I mean, I'm kind of, it's a little obnoxious, but it was a priority that, that I, and, and, and sometimes it's hard when you're surrounded by, stuff that you like that you know you shouldn't be eating in the quantities that everyone else is. So it's, it's a hard trade off. Um, but I, I think actually the, the food part of it's maybe a little easier than the exercise part of it in terms of time. Cause we can all, we can all carry snacks and read a menu and figure it out. Like if we want to, um, but the exercise thing, uh, yeah, I also have had to make the choice that sometimes I have to be boring and leave early so that I can get up early and work out. Um, not every time. I mean, I have to decide whether going out late and having a few more drinks with people is worth not being able to work out in the morning. Uh, not necessarily, isn't necessarily worth it. Um, the other bonus is that, uh, I do a lot of workouts that I can do pretty much wherever I am, as long as I have a little bit of floor space and I'm not mm-hmm. going to like wake anyone up by jumping up and down a bunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do a lot of, um, beach body workouts when I travel, I have a, an on-demand membership. Uh, oh, people okay. can do, people can do something similar with like YouTube workouts and stuff. Uh, I, I bring resistance bands and stuff with me so I can do that. Um, if I'm staying at a hotel, uh, most hotels at least have, you know, a, a little bit of free weights and, and the treadmill, like I can do something. And uh, I've also been known to do workouts in public spaces, such as uh, I have a, a whole body weight workout that I do at the airport. That's either it's like a 15 to 25 minute workout, depending on how much time I have before my flight. So I've literally been known to get on the floor and start doing like an ab routine in the middle of an airport, but that's because I have no shame. So like your mileage may vary if that is for you. (laughs) Uh, I've done a similar thing at WordCamps where in the, you know, the speaker area or maybe in one of the public areas, I'm just like, all right, I'm just going to start doing some lunges. Like, (laughs) I don't know. I get creative, but it's because I decided to make that a priority over other things. So I realize that time and energy is finite and uh, we all choose to use it in different ways. And I have just chosen to invest mine in this. That's awesome. I I know for sure that when I was getting the best success from my diet slash workout stuff, 
had to do with when I put it on the calendar mm -hmm. and when it was on the calendar, everything else just worked around it. And nope, sorry, can't do that thing. I have a workout. See, it's right there. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was the best. So having that as kind of your, your North star and saying, nope, everything else just kind of, it's going to have to squeeze around that uh, is good. Um, you know, when you travel, you're, you're not just traveling because you enjoy traveling. I mean, you are traveling for work. So sometimes making those decisions on whether or not to uh, stay later in an event uh, versus going home to going back to the hotel to get some extra sleep. There's, there's the business side of that too. Like, are you, and I, you know, I don't know, maybe that maybe it can help make things a little bit easier where, um, you know, if you're out and you're meeting new people and possibly, building new relationships, maybe that's the one where you go, yeah, this does actually outweigh getting up at 4 a.m. tomorrow to go work out. Yep. Yeah. I mean, um, on the one hand, uh, getting up early is also great for um, just like being able to be, I I'm usually speaking, right? And so um, I want to be well-rested and present. Uh, I don't need to be so if, if the going out late part is more about, you know, shenanigans and tomfoolery, uh, then much, maybe much I'll... It's easier to get away from. Right. Maybe I'll, I'll decline if I have obligations the next day. Yeah. But, if, but on the flip side, what I have made sure to do because I'm not assuming that I'm going out late is uh, to connect with people very purposefully during the event or make sure to, that I'm always eating a meal with somebody or going to dinner mm -hmm. with somebody. And so I'm, I'm making sure to, to get my time to connect with people in during old people hours, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> we, uh, we were at uh, WordCamp Orange County a couple weeks or so back. And, uh, you know, I love WordCamp Orange County. It is one of my favorite events, but I don't care for the after party that they yeah. have. <laughs> it's, it's, it's impossible to go and have a conversation unless you're going to go stand outside and there's nothing wrong with that. Like it's sure. fine. Like you can do that, but you know, we opted for, uh, I'm going to just actually skip that. And we went to a meal and it turned out we had a meal with, um, man, I would say about a dozen people, three quarters of which I had never met before. And I probably wouldn't have had that opportunity if we didn't just make the conscious decision to say, look, that doesn't fit for what I'm trying to get out of this event. Um, I'm going to go do this other thing instead and, and not feel bad about it. Yep. So. Yeah. I mean, I think this, this past WordCamp Miami that I was at and in Miami, you know, historically I've, I've gone out pretty late and done some fun stuff, but this past WordCamp Miami, um, Every single night I was back where I was staying by like nine o'clock. I don't think I even had a drink when I was there. But what I did do is have dinners with people every night and have lots of different meetings and connections and lunches and, and all that stuff. And then I would just get up early in the morning and work out. So I felt very um, socially fulfilled. It just so happened that it wasn't late. And the same thing with Atlanta. The one night that I did stay out late, uh, was because I was having a like a really good one-on-one -on -one conversation uh, with a friend, and we just wound up talking for a while. And so it was it was more about again like making those choices. Um, generally, my own like health and being rested is going to be more important, but I'm also valuing like true connection. And so if there's a if there's an opportunity for that, then I can make that choice. Yeah, that's great.
Mm-hmm. So your fitness, uh, fitness is a brand, uh, which is a, a weird <laughs> thing to say, I know. Um, you, you started a new site. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about it? Sure. So I kind of figured that since I was dedicating so much of my time to this pursuit for myself and that people were starting to ask me about it and I was starting to be known for it, maybe I should produce some content uh, relevant to this thing that I am spending, you know, seven plus hours a week worrying about and constantly talking about. Um, So I launched this blog, um, Fitness and Freelance, uh, and what I'm trying to do here, uh, I'm not exactly sure where it's going to go, but there's certain things about it that are important to me. Uh, One is that I want to be able to talk about uh, the journey that I'm on and the journeys that other people are on too. I I want to eventually be able to get content from other people that are going through something similar. But what I want to do is from a position of kind of understanding that we're all traveling our own path, um, being conscious of all of the different privileges that I have is very important to me. Uh, A lot of the fitness space is very, you know, I did this so you can too. Um, I don't believe that to be true. I just believe that I did this and if something that I did has value, maybe it can help you. Um, but so that's like the, that's where I want to share stories from, um, from myself and from other people who are different than me. Uh, but the other thing is, uh, I want to, I really want to address like our, our industry specifically, uh, because we we're getting better, but we do still have this, this hustle, um, sleep when you're dead you know, work hard, play hard, Doritos, yeah, Doritos and Mountain Dew, like that stereotypical, like hacker image. Uh, We are working on it, but I, I want to be able to say like, there is, there is another way. It's not necessarily easy, but it is fairly simple. Um, And, and we can all kind of be in this together and make our industry better. And, you know, where I think that uh, part of the value, and I think a big piece of the value in that is kind of shedding a light on, uh, you know, you still, as you said, you still go out, you still travel, Mm -hmm. you still do all of these other things. And all you've really done is kind of made this fitness thing a priority. Um, But at the same time, it's not the ruler of your entire life. Like you can still have a life. And I think that it's, it's important for people to understand that you can do both. It's not a, it's not an all or nothing thing. Yes. Well, to a degree. So, um, one, if you do, if you do follow me on Instagram, uh, you do see that I eat a lot of interesting fun food and drink a lot of interesting fun cocktails. So obviously I am not missing out on life, but, right. but what is important to, to note is something that um, the, the fitness industry is kind of, we, we've conflated like this six pack ab, low body weight, like low body fat percentage, um, like very muscular thing with health. And um, they're not the same thing. So what you can do is um, have a fulfilling life that involves a lot of interesting experiences, drinking if you want to, eating interesting foods if you want to, seeing your friends, doing lots of stuff. You can do all of those things and be very, very healthy. Um, you can have you know, great endurance, be able to you know, do stuff at the gym, run around with your kids, have good blood numbers have good, you know, all that stuff. 
Um, but you can't necessarily do all those things and have a six pack, right? Um, right. And so that's the thing is um, we've kind of associated the two with each other where, um, you know, health equals six pack, not, not the case. Um, athleticism equals six pack. Like there is a level of dedication that you have to have. That means that you are not any fun at parties um, in order to have that body type. But that body type has nothing to do with health. That has to do with aesthetics. Um, and so I just want to be very, very like clear on that um, because I, okay, I do post a lot of like photos of myself on, on the internet. Like I know what I look like, um, but I just want to say that like health isn't about what you look like. You can have a, you can be extremely healthy, have a very vibrant and, and like, you know, multi-activity life that involves lots of things but you won't necessarily have a six pack if you do that. You'll probably look pretty good. I mean, you'll like, you'll be in great shape. You'll be able to do lots of stuff. Um, but if you do want for, if whatever reason you have decided that you want to look a certain way, that's when you have to start making all the choices and not doing anything fun. <laughs> yeah. um, we are a couple thousand miles away from each other, but I would totally give you a big old high five. That's <laughs> It's super important. It's being healthy and getting getting slimmer, getting trimmer, um, and getting healthier isn't necessarily a hundred percent just the aesthetic. Now it, it can be for some people, and sure. you know that's that again can also be dangerous. And um, you know there's some mental health stuff that kind of comes and goes with that as well, where. Um, oh my God, I'm working out all the time and where's my six pack? Oh, mm -hmm. well, you, you also ate a, <laughs> a large pizza. I understand that you can do that and still feel good. Feeling good is not just a physical. There's the mental side of it too. And feeling good only physically and feeling like absolute shit mentally, mm -hmm. I would say is not a fair trade off. <laughs> Yeah, and that's some of the stuff that I'm trying to write about as I go through all of this in my blog. Like, yeah. I'm a big believer in trying to be as transparent as possible, uh, just so that other people can see something real. And that is definitely something that I've struggled with as as a perfectionist type person. Mm -hmm. um, there's there's definitely a dark side to over focusing on some of those aesthetic or some of those performance based things rather than whole life, um, like holistic health. Right. And yeah. so going forward, you know, this year I, I wrote a long post, um, on my blog about what it, uh, the result of tracking every single thing I've eaten and every single movement I've made for 365 days. Yeah. Um, and then I wrote a follow-up post to that about, um, kind of starting to explore what's next. Uh, it was about, um, fitness programs versus fitness frameworks. I think uh, they're both very long, so sorry. That's more, it's more of a, a read over a long leisurely cup of tea level article as opposed to while, you know, waiting for the elevator. But, <laughs> um, but they're important. They're, again, you're letting people in on, you know, the, the fitness industry is very much uh, everyone there is trying to sell you something right and mm -hmm. that's really what it boils down to is buy our system and you too can look like this guy mm -hmm. uh no 
No, you can't. Some of that is just good genes. Some of that is winning the genetic lottery. Um, you know, you're never going to be number one in a sport in the world uh, unless that's what you dedicate your life to. So exactly. Yeah. Uh, oh. And that, and that's actually like a really interesting thing uh, when it comes to, you know, balancing my work life with this. Right. Um, because I have chosen to dedicate X amount of time every day to um, not just working out, but also cooking my own meals and like making sure that I, you know, I'm not necessarily taking the easy way out in some of these situations. And that means that it's time that's not available for me to be, you know, I don't know, learning React or something that I probably should be doing. Right. right. Um, and so that's an interesting balance as well. Um, there, there is only so much time in a day. Um, it benefits me as, as a professional because, you know, you only get one body. And so I am trying to make sure that I take care of it. I, I do have like back issues that I struggle with. And so like being stronger, having better posture, being able to do more things, getting more sleep, uh, all of that stuff is really great for my work. But also the time that I'm physically spending doing all of this stuff does take away from time that I could be spending, you know, learning or or doing more for my business or, or earning more right. money um so that is also a choice that i am making and, and it's it's different gonna be different for everybody um not everybody you know might have an hour a day right to do what i'm doing um but i know that that was kind of one of the interesting things about why i wanted to call it fitness and freelance uh is because it's not just about like, Hey, I, I work out all the time. Like, no, this is, this is not what I get paid for. <laughs> like, this is just this thing that I'm doing. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. Like I have a whole entire career that is not this. And how do I balance those things? No, that's, that's a very important point. Um, tracking and goals. Now you, you said that you spent a year tracking every single thing that you eat. Mm -hmm. um, do you also track workouts and everything like are you just full like and what do you use what are your um so i was using well, i still am uh, uh my fitness pal premium and mm -hmm. yeah i was uh still am uh logging every everything i eat um just as a complete record of all of it i i mean i went as far as creating custom recipes for things that i made all the time custom meals for stuff that i ordered all the time mm -hmm. estimating ingredients and stuff that i ate at restaurants like i was I'm still like super fun to go out to eat with for sure. Cause I'm like, hold on. I have to take 12 pictures of this. Maybe post one on Instagram. The rest are reference photos for later while I look up like, <laughs> like super fun. Um, my fitness pal premium for that. And then I was also just logging. Yeah. All of the workouts that I was doing into my fitness pal as well, just so that I had a record of, of what I did every day. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. and how are you setting goals these days? Like what types of goals do you have, do you have some on the dietary side and some on the fitness side? Sure. So, uh, I'm in the process of kind of defining what those are. Uh, my past goals were a, an aesthetic weight loss experiment. And obviously mm -hmm. that is not a thing that I am continuing to do. Um, my goals moving forward are, um, there's things I want to continue doing. I, I like continuing to have a record of all the things that I'm doing and eating. It's useful if I start feeling crappy or whatever, I can look back and be like, Oh, like this is a thing that I'm eating. And every time I eat it, I feel like crap. Like that's useful data. Um, 
but my goals moving forward are more about like I want to continue doing uh, purposeful movement every day, but how can I do that in a space where I am uh, kinder to uh, my body's energy levels? Um, not just like push through the pain, but also like how can I how can I incorporate more like active rest um, for food? I I'm reading about a few other like different really interesting dietary things. Um, obviously, I'm still kind of continuing with this eat the rainbow, generally paleo, uh, indulge when it makes sense mantra. Um, but I'm reading about, uh, so this woman I've been following for forever, her name is Shalene Johnson. She was a beach body trainer, a social media influencer, but also just like really big in the health and fitness industry in general. Um, she just published this thing called the 131 method. And I'm not necessarily saying I'm going to follow her program, but what I like about what she's doing is it's very much in the same vein of what Mark Sisson has been doing with Mark's Daily Apple, where it's very like, here's this framework, but like, here's all the science behind it and why. And like, here's all these levels of different decision making that you can do and how like you can be an adult and make your own choices based on this stuff. Mm -hmm. And here's the science. Um, she's doing very similar things that have a lot of overlap with that, with the uh, um, keto or keto community. How do you even pronounce that word, by the way? Because everyone says it differently. I go with keto. But keto. Well, keto slash, keto slash keto slash keto. K-E-T-O. Um, there's some of those principles in there. There's some principles of intermittent fasting. So there's like all these different things that people have been exploring. There's dietary phasing, uh, which I've heard a lot about in like the, the fitness, the bodybuilding communities. Um, so I'm reading her, her stuff because it's really interesting to see like how all of that uh, combines together. And she is very like, don't beat yourself up over any of it. Like here, you know what your goals are. Learn how you feel good like make these decisions within a, a framework. So really what I'm looking for is like more of a framework based approach mm -hmm. to my life and less of like a very strict rules based Rigid. program. Yeah. yeah. Again, that is, I think where most people would have a success is, is having a framework that you go, all right, I've got all of this area that I can kind of play in. Mm -hmm. And as long as I stick to basically this, I'm going to be moving in the right direction. Way more important than, and I think you know, a lot of times people who already have bad habits, they're not looking to just be told you have to do this thing every day. Some people are, mm -hmm. some people like that. Some people like that military esque, uh, wake up at this time, do this, do this, eat this, eat that. Don't eat that. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, again, I, even the stuff when I see something about don't eat that, um, I try to tell people that, you know, you can't demonize it because as soon as you demonize it, your body's just going to want it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well if you, if you like approach everything from a success or failure mindset, it makes it really easy to, if you quote fail to just keep failing cause you failed, right. Failing mm -hmm. quote. Um, so for example, and one of the examples I use in my blog post, um, is the whole 30 a disclaimer mm -hmm. i understand why the whole 30 is set up the way it is so i'm not i'm not dissing on the whole 30 like i get why it's as strict as it is based on the premise that uh, like based on its premises it makes sense that it is this strict but mm -hmm. um in the whole 30 uh 
to to fail it to break it uh if you decide i want to eat pizza and fries yes that is breaking the whole 30 but so is i'm eating a salad but my dressing is non-compliant right like those are just equal failures in the whole right. 30 like you have broken the whole 30 mm. like it's all or nothing again i understand why but what i'm saying is a lot of people struggle with stuff like that um because that's, that's how people believe like, oh, well, I had non-compliant dressing, time to eat 40 cookies, right? Yep. Like what I like, and I've seen some approaches is more like a spectrum or a dial. Like you have what you could eat and you have the spectrum of multiple things. On one end is like 100% locally sourced organic. I met the chicken before it died and its name was Pete and it was massaged daily. And on the other end was like replace fries with vegetable, right? Like... There's a huge spectrum of things that you can do in between those. Um, and all of those are great, right? Because they're all like a purposeful decision that you made. And like, we're trying to maybe get some high spectrum stuff as much as we can, but like the low spectrum stuff is also great because it's purposeful. And it's the same thing with exercise. Like, okay, so I couldn't do like my one hour intense thing today, but what I could do was like a, a, 10 minute thing. And then I also walked a whole lot, right? Like, yeah. is that the same thing as the one hour intense thing? No. Is it beneficial? Yeah, it's great. Like that is exists on the spectrum. And so um, that's one way that I'm trying to look at everything going forward is like a framework and the framework at any given moment has lots of different things on the spectrum that you could choose from based on your time, your energy level, uh, whatever it is. That's awesome. Uh, again, 3,000, 2,000 mile high five. Yeah. Woo. So before we go, um, if we were to be checking in with you in a year, what's your, what's your goal? What do you want to see happen like over the next 12 months? Well, um, hopefully in a year, um, I will have a lot more self-compassion. <laughs> Personally, uh, that's yeah. something I struggle with, and hopefully what I write about will reflect that. Hopefully also in a year, uh, my blog will have content from other people that are not just me uh, talking about their journeys and what they're dealing with and, and stuff, because I, I want this to be very collaborative. Um, so you know, if, that's, if that's you, maybe we should talk, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, so in, in terms of that stuff, uh, that's where it'll be in a year. Plus, you know, I apparently have to like, you know, work and have what? a life and oh. do things, right? Yeah. I hear I hear that's what people do. <laughs> they do. They do. Uh, you know, I follow you on pretty much all of the social stuff. Um, I find you very inspirational and I know a lot of others do as well. Um, one of the things that has been very uh very good for me is your daily gratitudes just watching those go through um and i i hope for you that those are kind of working towards that uh kind of self-forgiveness and um being nicer to yourself uh, i know that when i do them uh when i just stop and just be a little bit mindful about other crap going on in the world i feel better yes uh, yeah i mean so. Again, that's back to that whole privilege thing. Like I'm, I'm in a place of privilege. I have three things to be grateful for every day, even if one of those things is 
it's not yesterday anymore. Like that can be a thing that you're grateful for if you had a bad day. Um, but I, yeah, I think it'd be good if, if more people did that. Um, that's good. That's good. And people should. All right. So where can people find you? Your obviously your blog, um, fitness and freelance. And, but if they wanted to hire you to do some uh, cool design stuff, Yep. So I am Marktime Media pretty much everywhere on the internet, uh, including marktimemedia.com, which is my professional site. Uh, again, my fitness blog is at fitnessandfreelance.com and my personal blog, uh, my name is michelle.com. So between all of those things, you'll probably be able to find me. I'm pretty easy to find. I think so. And if you'd be so kind and shoot me over the links to those articles, I will put them in the show notes here as well, along with links to all of your stuff. For sure. Um, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you have any questions for Michelle, hit us up in the comments or reach out to her on our website. And we will be back soon.